Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creatives along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. We have Kadeem Alfonso Fife, uh, who was or is the writer of Threading the Needle, a fashion designer's guide to successfully launching your first collection. You all will remember him. He was with Kim Henderson uh, earlier this season. And then we have Dr. Morgan Maxwell, who is the founder of Maxwell Editing and Consulting. And you do all type of work in the health and wellness space in terms of grants and edits. And so we'll get into that. Uh, but first, tell me how you two got together. Because I was like, no, that's an interesting matchup. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, thank you again for having us on the podcast. So happy to be here for another season, um, another episode, rather. Um, always a great conversation with you in person or on the podcast. And so... Um, we um, met actually like a few years ago, like two and a half years ago or so, like kind of in the depths of the pandemic, um, where, you know, as I mentioned before, um, a lot of the work that I do as a design and production consultant um, involves helping other entrepreneurs or people who are looking to launch a product or come into the fashion space. Basically, I help them take their creative vision from initial concept to market. And that's truly the process that has happened here where Dr. Maxwell reached out to me and was like, you know, I've seen that you've done some other work with in the activewear space, but I'm thinking about launching a uh, maternity product that has this, um, that has a technical element to a technical element and a functional element to it that will make it you know, stand out in the market. And it's, um, I'll let her speak to what it is, but um, she came to me with this great idea. And anytime someone comes to me, comes to me with something that is innovative and cool, I jump on the chance because again, it's about taking people's creative vision or taking an idea for innovative product from initial concept to market. And so she um, came to me with this idea for um, a lovely maternity product with functionality and techni technical, technical, um, technical capabilities um, for a brand called Forming Maternity. So I'll let her talk about it, but our journey has been really, really cool. And we could go into the details, but um, that's how we kind of initially connected. Absolutely. So yes, thank you so much, Kadeem, for that wonderful introduction. Um, again, yes, I'm Dr. Morgan Maxwell. I do focus on social determinants of health. So in my Daytime, I am a senior evaluation scientist for Atrium Health, and so I am the elite evaluator on several of our grant-funded portfolios that focus on um, Hispanic health, hospital violence intervention, as well as um, some of our Healthy People, Healthy Carolina grants that are funded by the Duke Endowment. So I have a whole nother life on the side, so I appreciate you <laughs> highlighting that, and that is where my consulting work is. But I am here today to talk about For Me Maternity. So I am the founder and owner of For Me Maternity, which is one of the first Black woman-owned maternity lines in the world. And I'm so proud about that. I'm so proud to talk about it on, um, on your podcast and during Black History Month, and really 
I got pregnant in 2020 and my world turned upside down. Um, I had my baby then and really I didn't know what was going to happen, but um, I knew that I needed as much support as possible. And I thought I was going to be able to go out into the market and see a bunch of products that would support a working mom like myself who has a lot on the side. And that's not what I found. <laughs> I found products that were archaic products that didn't really take into account that moms are on the go and we can't just sit down 24-7 um, and pump. So I wanted to breastfeed. I wanted to nourish my daughter. But again, there were very few products that supported that journey. And so I thought to myself, okay, what could I do about that? Because what has always been special to me is supporting Black women and their entrepreneurship. So I knew immediately once I got pregnant, all right, what Black woman am I sending this coin to? <laughs> because I know <laughs> that there has to be a Black woman-owned maternity line that I can support, and that just wasn't the case. And so once I sat down and said what I needed as a mom, which was support with breastfeeding, I wanted to be comfortable. I wanted something that made me feel great about this process because it's one of the hardest things you can ever do as a woman. Um, I thought of a robe. I thought of a maternity robe that was soft, that was comfortable, and more importantly, functional, as Kadeem mentioned. And so that is exactly why I leaned into him, because there were several designers that I was looking at that I thought could support the process. But I wanted someone that had demonstrated um, expertise in developing products that were functional and beautiful. And that's exactly what he has helped me do. Um, it has been a three-year process, as he's mentioned. Um, we have been back and forth with trying to find the right manufacturer, trying to find the right design. We've gone through almost 50 prototypes, but we have exactly mouth open. We have gone through it. We've had partners come and go. We um, had to deal with the aftermath of the pandemic, um, inflation, um, trying to manage getting product overseas um, here to the States. So it's been a long journey. But again, we're finally here. We were able to connect with Amazon. They selected us as a um, one of their Black Business Accelerator projects. And so we are currently selling our product on Amazon right now. And it feels amazing, but the journey is still going. Yes. Um, and so let's talk about this robe. Okay. So <laughs> this robe is, it, it's hands-free for plumbing, mm -hmm. the hands-free. Um, yep. It's it's satin lined. It has a satin lined hood. Mm -hmm. It has a weighted blanket feel. Yep. Like how did y'all even think about what materials to use and what functionality it should have? Because I'm like, oh, this is like really innovative. It really is innovative. <laughs> I've like never heard of anything like this, you know? Thank you. So Again, I Leaning into my background as a social psychologist, I, one, had to identify the issues, the problems, and what did we want to solve? And so as a mom, I wanted to feel great because postpartum depression is a real thing. So I wanted to feel like a hug that I could go to myself. <laughs> so that's why we created something that was a little bit heavier, but also soft in the interior. Um, I always have things on me. So pockets, pockets, and more pockets. <laughs> I kept telling Kadeem, I think we need a few more pockets as we were developing this uh, product. So all of these features, again, were developed with the modern mom in mind. Um, and I also consulted with other moms to say, okay, what other features? And honestly, they told us 
more pockets. So on the side, that's when we added the additional pockets specifically for your hands is after we consulted with moms and said, okay, this is what we have so far. What else should we add? Um, Leaking is a major issue too. So creating the storage for our nursing pads, um, that was something that Kadeem and I took a minute to develop. Remember that? I don't know if you want to dive into that process. I will. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we, we spent some time. So thank you for acknowledging the intentionality behind the road because we have definitely been intentional to develop something that will help moms and give them all the features, the mommy dream features. That's what we call them. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that even with like how luxurious it is, you all made it where it's machine washable, which is so smart and that you don't lose any of the, the amazing elements of it. Um, so Kadeem, go ahead and tell us about the process. When Dr. Maxwell came to me with the idea, she basically, again, I'm going to repeat a little bit of the things that she just said, but that's because she was very clear about it needing to be intentional and also feel like this hug with functionality. So she said, here are the key features that I need. Like we cannot go to market until we have a place for the mommy to have hands-free pumping access for the pocket to be this width and this depth in order to hold the mobile um, the mobile uh, feature, uh, the mobile product, the mobile device, and then um, that we needed multiple pockets for like a debit card for a phone. So she basically said to me, these are all the things that I wish I had in a product. And there's that quote that um, necessity drives innovation or something like that. And the idea that's exactly what happened here, that there was nothing else like this on the market. So we were like, well, let's just put it all in one. and get it patented okay because um we need to that's an important thing always protect yourself but the idea there was a lot to pack in into one product but again i came from an activewear space where i already knew how to create like a waterproof pocket for a phone i knew how to create pockets that were for like a metro card a phone your keys um and then also things that um again, have functionality and um, these technical qualities. And so the process really, um, which I, again, talk about in my book, is someone comes to me comes to me with an idea. They lay it out. They might have a sketch. I think that she had some rough sketches, an idea, <laughs> um, and then like a list, and then maybe inspiration products. And she said, this is, this is a, uh, a robe that maybe I would have bought because of the weighted blanket feel. This is the robe that I would have bought for the interior. This is um, we want the silk lined hood because we're black and we all and we want to protect our hair. And so we were thinking about a very specific target consumer, which is a very important thing to do when you're at the beginning of a design, um, a design process. And I've mentioned before that I am like a data driven designer. I'm an intentional designer. And I always think about what the final product is going to be and what it's going to feel like on someone's body and what what that product is going to do. This is not just a robe that, you know, looks cute and feels great. It also has to do something. And we need to make sure that we can um, justify all of our claims, which we can. So um, because we've 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 done um one of one part one part of the process after we sort of you know talked through design i dove i i did a bunch of sketches i uh, did technical sketches we went through many rounds of corrections in terms of sketch to tech pack which is like a informational uh document that you give to a factory so that they can um do their best try at um at making a sample and she said we went through like like a lot of samples so the idea is a factory um 
they'll they'll you know look at your sketch they'll look at your your measurements uh with his like fabric and trim details and then they send you a product and you tell them this was correct this was incorrect we love the waist we hate the pockets we need we need different fabrics x y and z and that process can take months and months and months because you want to make sure it's perfect especially going back to something we said earlier an intentional product that is going to be patented you have to make sure that your product does what it says it it can do. Absolutely. So we had to be perfect um, before we went to market. And so one of the things that we did midway through our design development was to, um, which Dr. Maxwell alluded to just a moment ago, was to... Um, we, we did a focus group of like a hundred black moms. She had like an email list, a mommy and me email list that she was on. And so we were like, hey, we're in the process of doing this. This is where we are now. Here are mm -hmm. some photos, here are some sketches. I don't remember the whole package we gave them, but we're like, what else do you need? Is there anything that we've overlooked? Granted, she was already a, you know, a nursing mother. So there wasn't really that much that we had missed because she thought I need, I, I've like put a robe on and this is where the, the pump needs to be. This is where the nursing pad needs to go. These are where the pockets are. And one thing, like she said, was we need more pockets. I'm like, there's already seven, but um, we'll, make, we'll go. We, there was like six, five or six. And we're like, we'll go ahead and make it seven. And so that was an important thing. And I did it, we did it, the focus group, which is something that I talk about in my book that you should always go to your target consumer, ask them like we, I mean, we did it over the internet. Thank God we have that. But like, you could even go so far as to like attend, like, um, you know, like a Lamaze class or like go to, go to um, a maternity wear store and find out, like ask the, the customers, what are you, what are these products that are already existing in the market missing? And that's what we did. We figured out all of these products that don't exist anywhere else and put them mm -hmm. all in one. And the last thing I'll say just um, on the process part was more, you know, once we got through all the samples, all through the focus group and really nailed down what the final product was going to be, then we confirmed <laughs> with our factory and we're like, hey, we're ready to go. Don't change a thing. <laughs> like, do not change anything. We have the buttons in the right place. We have the pockets in the right place. The nursing pads are ready to go. And we've, and we've tested that it physically does work. Like the product works. It feels great. We've approved fabric. Um, we've approved the internal lining and all that stuff. And so um, then we just ordered our bulk, our bulk inventory. And I think that that's an important part that I just want to highlight that you go through this sampling process and sometimes it can take a while, but when you're doing a, when you're creating a product that is innovative, it's fine. It's important to go and do the steps, take the two years to really dive in and perfect your product before you go to market, because you only have one time to make a first impression or something like that. I forget what the, the you you know, you want to make sure that you're coming out strong out of the gate. And I feel like that's what we've really done and why, why Amazon was so willing and kind of like very quickly accepted us into this accelerator program because we have a great product. Mm -hmm. And we, we wanted to be able to confidently say that, like, it's one thing to give me an idea. It's one thing to design a great product. It's another thing entirely to like go through, like put in the hours. Like we can say that we put hundreds of hours into developing this product and actually mean it. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, companies make claims like, oh, you know, 10 of our lead scientists spent da da da. It's like, no, actually, two people <laughs> spent like hours and like years to develop mm -hmm. this product. And so now we have all of our inventory and we've, you know, we're trying to go out and just talk about the product. Um, 
And I think it's really exciting. So all of that to say, um, I'm so happy that we connected, that she chose me to, you know, help her realize this this really necessary product. And Bettina, you and I were talking about kind of, you know, how I don't think that I'm going to reproduce. So it was kind of funny that before on, before on the call that I remember even saying to her, to Dr. Maxwell, when she first came to me, I was like, you know, I haven't really designed maternity wear. And I'm like, a little kid adverse, but I love the idea of this. And throughout the process, I have learned so much more about motherhood, the journey of motherhood, the like, um, I have a lot of uh, friends who are mothers, but I have learned through them and through her about the um, health disparities with Black women <coughs> when it comes to giving birth. And so I was like, honestly, a lot of the design work that I do is about uplifting women. So this was something that I never thought I would go into. It used to just be to make women feel beautiful. But then this was another step where it was like to make women and specifically a, a demographic that is often overlooked in this space to be empowered. And the idea that I get to do that as a male is even more important to me because I just think it's so cool that I got brought into something that I think typically I would have been left out of like a conversation that I would be left out of. But now <clears throat> I've learned so much more and I really do thank you, Dr. Maxwell for educating me and um, keeping me in check because there were, I know that I said there were comments that I made in the beginning. She's like, that's not okay. I was like, um, sorry, I, no, but, but you, but you, it was just, it was, I was just ignorant. I didn't know, you know? And so throughout this design process, I've learned so much about the motherhood journey. And I'm just really happy that we were able to come together and create a really phenomenal product that I think is going to um, hopefully revolutionize the um, the uh, the journey for um, nursing mothers. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. And, you know, even <laughs> if fatherhood is not the path, you are very much on the fa the fairy god fatherhood track. Very that, now. yes. <laughs> I, have, I'm, I, I have four god, well, I remember telling her that I do have four godchildren who I love and adore. And my rule typically is that I don't care for children, but I love my own. But I love her child. You know, that's my point. If I know you, then I'm fine. But again, as I said, it just has been such a learning process for me um, in, in the way that I feel like it was a learning process for her in the um, in the design and the manufacturing. And I'd be like, it's going to be OK. We're going to make it. And, she, and then, you know, so it's just been a journey. Yes. yes. Um, so, uh, oh, did you want to say you want to well, go? I just was going to yeah. piggyback and say, I have to highlight that this was like bilateral exchange of information. We were both yeah. learners in this space because I just had to remind myself the other day as I'm uploading our pitches to our Amazon listing, our new pitches from our winter 2024 shoot. You are an academic. You are a researcher stepping into this space as an entrepreneur, and that is absolutely why I had to reach out and find a teammate. Um, I know yeah. we all saw Beyonce or maybe didn't see the Beyonce movie, but it highlighted the importance of a team. And I could not have done this without him. I, <laughs> I did not understand the industry. I didn't understand how long it would take. Honestly, I interviewed, <laughs> I interviewed another designer prior to Kadeem, and... I was like, yeah, I want to start a maternity line. And they were like, that's going to take forever. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and they just said they didn't want to work with me. And I said, okay, I understand. But Kadeem did not uh, approach it like that. He approached it with curiosity, with um, a desire to support me. And he took the challenge head on. And so I commend him for that as well, just stepping Thanks. into a space that he was unfamiliar with. But really, once he saw the terrain and said, whoa wait a minute, we could actually do a lot in this space because if you just take a click into maternity lane, 
Um, line Lane, it is very bleak in terms of what it's options bleak. are available. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very difficult for you to find something that just you love and, and want to embrace. And so a lot of mommies that I knew would just wear their clothes in bigger sizes, stay with the same designer. But at the end, when you're in your third trimester, that doesn't help because ultimately those clothes were not designed for you as an expectant mother. We are designing a product that absolutely is designed for everything that you're going to come across. Not everything, but most <laughs> everything that you will come across as an expectant mother or a new mom. Because I was there, we've talked to other mothers who were there, and again, it was a teamwork effort to try to get this to market. Yeah. I'm so happy that you highlighted the importance of team and just a supportive partner um, and just that you need someone who leads with curiosity and is open to and sees the possibilities that could be versus shooting down ideas or feeling like, oh, because that hasn't been done before, that means it can't be done. Like that's such an important part is like partnering up with the right people. Um, can you, so I know my listeners would love to hear um, if you two could touch on two things. The first is, Patent the idea of having something patented. Like, what was that process like? And then also, um, if you could then talk about this program more with Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Accelerators uh, program. I'll just before she jumps into it, I'll just say something really quick. One thing I remember in the beginning, I was like, you know, you have to pat patent this, right? Like, I was <laughs> like, this has to be a patented idea. Anytime, the real quick way is basically anytime an idea is new and it's specific to you and it does not exist. And if it's a product, fashion product that has functionality, then you can patent the utility of the product. So the robe itself, we, we don't have a patent on robes, like robes have been done. We have a patent on a robe Fine. that you can pump that has this pocket in that position with a seam here and a tag here and a silk hood. Like we have that. So with, with fashion products, typically, like let's say you're just designing like a shirt or like a pair of shorts, you cannot, nobody can patent that. You can, you know, it's a short, it's, it doesn't do anything other than clothe your body. But if it has multiple, multiple sort of like trinkets or um, multiple um, functionalities, then you can patent it. So it was just, that's just an important thing I wanted to highlight. Yes, absolutely. So um, it was a scary process, especially for somebody who is <laughs> unfamiliar with it. Um, but again, I heard it a million times, you have got to patent this. There's no way that you can move forward without protecting yourself in the world of Shein, in the world of <laughs> Chinova. Um, in the, <laughs> we, 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 we really have to make sure that we create a product that is ours, um, that demonstrates to the world that we were first to market with this idea. And granted, there will be people who will recreate it, and, and, and that's understandable, but at the and end of the day- they will. They will, they they will, will owe receive us money. a call. Yes. They will <laughs> receive a call and say, hey, this has already been done. Um, and I noticed that you copied our idea, um, <laughs> but that's that's A-OK. -okay. You can yeah. run it in those colors. I just need you to run me a check. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad the light blue is doing well. Yes. <laughs> um, but and for the listeners, if you listen to the first uh, episode with Kadeem, all of this will make more sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I talked about that. <laughs> exactly. So um, with that in mind, I knew we had to take that route. Um, 
One, to Kadeen's point, I had to have an understanding of the difference between a utility patent and also a design patent. Design, yeah. And so while we initially wanted to go through a utility patent, because obviously all of these features are just fantastic, what was actually recommended to us was to do a design patent, which yeah. would highlight two main features of our product that nobody has on market on the market. We have seen some satin hoods in the, um, in the most right. recent years. Um, but nobody has developed hands-free access um, so to support hands-free yeah. pumping. Nobody has created also, which we haven't highlighted, is our um, built-in bus support, which is fantastic. Oh um, yes. <laughs> so that took us months to develop as well. So we actually have built into the robe, as you open it, the ability to pull either side and then snap it interiorly. And then you have, yes. And so your breasts were lifted up and now they're in a position where you can really slide in the pump and, um, and utilize it, yes, with your breasts in the appropriate spaces that they need to be in. <laughs> and one, one thing I'll just say about that, because that was a really important part where I have to be, I don't know if she know if Dr. Maxwell knows this, but fine, we're, you know, it's Sunday, so we're going to tell the truth. That was one of the moments where I was like, that is not going to work. I was like, I, I, in my mind, I thought, I don't know how to do it because all, but then all I thought was, well, what other product on the market does that? A bra. So what we're going to do is flip the bra around and basically, so, you know, the, um, in the back of a bra, typically you have the like hook and eyes where you snap. We just flipped that. So I was like, well, it's the same idea. You're just going to put it in the front. And the reason why I thought about it was because I used to be in like um, show choir and stuff and I have helped, and I also have worked in fashion week and stuff. So I've helped people change their, change their clothes. And I remember sometimes women put the bra on backwards to snap it first and then they turn it around. And I was like, okay, let's just do that. Like, so I just used my, used past experiences, but there was that moment as you, you alluded to Bettina earlier that sometimes designers or people just in general will not want to face a challenge because they're like, well, that hasn't been done before. It's not possible, but I just don't believe in impossibility. So my thought was, I'm just going to figure this out. And if we try it and it doesn't work, then we will go back to the drawing board. And we had to go through several iterations of that particular, um, that particular function. But it, I was like, it has to be possible. There has to be a way just sort of like, so what you would do sometimes is explain something to me. Like, I want this to happen with it and i'm like well let me go you know let, give me one, one or two weeks and i'll figure out a way but that was really one of the areas where i was not sure how we were going to achieve it but we were able to and it's just so it's just that's just one of those great stories that that i that is a feature i know that people will um be inspired by <laughs> yeah and honestly it was a feature i had to fight for so when i met yeah. some other manufacturers yeah. prior to kadeem and prior to lovely like, babies they were like, why do you need to change that? Why would you need that aspect? And of course, they, people, yeah. these are men <laughs> telling me this. <laughs> and yeah. it was really frustrating at first, but I was adamant. I said, no, I built-in bus support in a robe is something I've never seen before. And returning yeah. back to the patent story, that's what we um, have as our patents. The yeah. um, mock pockets that facilitate um, your hands-free pumping and then also the interior bus support. And so... That is pending, as anyone could tell you, it takes a while, but that application went in about a year ago, and so we're still 
<laughs> yeah, we still have to hear back from them um, as to whether or not it has been approved. But all of that was so necessary to start because it's a yeah. long process. And um, and I had to be adamant about it in the beginning because folks will create an amazing product and then try to go back and patent it. And that's when folks have already yeah. replicated it and it's far gone now, babe. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah. we had to go through that process in the beginning. Um, again, we're still going through the process, but I'm so glad that Kadeem pushed me in that area. And again, it's something that we can um, really hang our hat on as a brand that we are moving in the direction where we're creating a product that is revolutionary, pioneering, and no one's seen it. And, and even our U.S. government is going to recognize it within their own process. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to, I know that we have to talk about the Amazon thing, but one thing I wanted to mention there is that oftentimes um, entrepreneurs or designers will feel like if they have a product that needs to be patented, that they need the patent before they go to market. That is not true. You can go to market as patent pending, and that still gives you enough protection because your application is already above, you know, you're the first application. And so we'll get the patent. I'm not concerned about that, but um, you don't have to wait. So sometimes mm -hmm. people will just, you know, sort of sit around or delay, delay making money um, because they don't have the patent and they, but you, but you should protect yourself, but patent pending does the same protection. So mm -hmm. you uh, read my good. mind. That was my question about yeah. that, about to, to wait or not to wait. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So Dr. <laughs> Maxwell. So tell us, how did you find out about this Amazon accelerators program and yeah. what was the process like applying for that? Absolutely. So I'm actually, again, an advocate of supporting black owned businesses. Um, many of my friends are uh, black entrepreneurs. And so one of my really good friends was actually selling their shea butter on Amazon through the accelerator. Um, their product is called Shea Brothers. Um, and it's a great beautiful creamy butter that I absolutely love, but I was also interested in how did you get connected with Amazon and, and how has this facilitated, you know, the expansion of your business? And it absolutely has. This person is now able to get their product in front of millions of people all over the world. Um, and so I immediately had interest because to Kadeem's point, we have created a product that I know women will love, but it's a matter of getting it out in front of them. And so immediately when I heard of Amazon's Black Business Accelerator, I thought this is perfectly aligned with where we are in the process. We need to connect with a, a, a company that has the breadth of Amazon, the ability to connect us to millions, but also that can give us a stamp of approval because we're a new um, burgeoning brand. And so no one's really heard of us, but if you tell someone your product is on Amazon, automatically now there is um, <clears throat> almost a verification in their brain. Like, oh, okay, this yeah. is legit. <laughs> it legitimizes your process. And so, um, when I heard that there was an opportunity to apply, I absolutely did. But again, it's important to have friends in high places. And so I was <laughs> to let my friend know, hey, I um, am um, applying and I would love for you to potentially hit a little nudge and say, hey, would you mind looking at my friend's product and see if it aligns? And that's absolutely what happened. And so um, Amazon Black Business Accelerator, there are various representatives that have caseloads, so to speak, where they are supporting the different entrepreneurs across the um, country with the launch and selling of their products. So they support you with 
listing the product because Amazon has very clear instructions and guidelines (laughs) what pictures are acceptable and which pictures are not. And they help you with listing it in the appropriate price point and how you can compare across the other products and also how you can upload um, video reviews. And and so all of that information you're given by a um, a representative. And so uh, my friend's representative said, hey, I have an opening let me see if I can slide you in. And that's exactly what happened. But I, I had to apply. I had to be, you know, assertive in that way. But again, the importance of making connections with people and networking. One of the reasons why we're loving connecting with you and your audience, because the more folks you know, the more folks that understand your process and your journey, um, the more likely they are to kind of connect you to the, to the right person that's going to push it forward. And being on Amazon has been fantastic for our brand so far. We uh, launched in December. It's been a, a month. Sales are coming slowly but surely, but we really are about to push this month, which makes sense during Black History Month with some ads and some interviews and some TikTok reviews that are all going to really um, accelerate how fast our program is, is moving. And Amazon is, is a great place for us to sell it and, and get it out there. For sure. And we want to make sure that the listeners know exactly what to look for when they go to Amazon. And so you're going to look for For Me Maternity, and it's the Gigi Luxury Hands-Free Pumping Robe. Yes, absolutely. great. And so I was going to ask you how you were going to promote it. So you're going to be doing some ads, some Mm -hmm. TikToks and such. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have to give us all that information. We'll include that along with the exact link in the show notes. Um, And we wish you so much so well with it. Um, So before we head out of here, I just would like to know, the, the podcast is called so mind-boggling journeys yeah so i like to ask the guests what part of this has been the most so mind-boggling and so mind-boggling could be amazing like the you know the thing that happened that you didn't expect but it was like greater than your wildest dreams and imaginations or it could be like the most tedious unexpected you know dreary <laughs> thing that happened as well and you can you can do one of each <laughs> Um, I'm not going to do the dreary because we don't have enough time for that, but, um, no, 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 no. It's Sunday. I'm going to keep it light. I think one of the things, um, which Dr. Maxwell and I were talking about, um, we recently, we recently only met for the first time in person, like three weeks ago. So that's actually what's so mind-boggling about this is that thanks to technology and like trust and us sort of just like I think serendipitously meeting, which again, I mentioned that on the the last episode that it was serendipity that I met you, Bettina, and then you know, you met me with Kim and all that. So the our original meeting and throughout this entire design process has been virtual. We we had it was during the pandemic. She lives in Charlotte, I and um I live in New York. Um, but we just had a photo shoot um like a a, a few weeks ago and in Charlotte and we we walked in and I was like, oh wait, we haven't met. <laughs> like so we like hugged each other and it was just this like it was as if we we did obviously know each other, but it seems like we had known each other for a longer time and we also have like a lot of other similarities, um, uh, similarities in our life story and some <laughs> other connections with college and friends and things like that. And so I was like, I feel like it was just destined to be, and I am a big person, a big believer in that things happen in the way that they're supposed to. And I knew when she came to me with this idea that I was like, do not mess up this opportunity. This is going to be a really great thing. And um, I knew that the product would be great. We work really well together. Um, and we work just as well together in person as we do 
virtually and via text and stuff. And it was just, I think that that's so interesting and like a thing that truly a partnership that I don't think could have happened prior to 2020. Like I was going to say even before technology, but I think specifically the fact that we started during the pandemic because all we could do was virtual work at the time. So it wasn't even like abnormal that we didn't, you know, you know, there were, but, but in previous um, with previous clients or partners, I've had to travel a lot to go to their office to go. I mean, I'm usually on the plane. Like I usually don't, I'm not usually settled in one place, but because of the pandemic, we couldn't move. So I think that that's really the, the kind of cool thing that we were able to really do this um, in a way. Like we haven't, I know my factory partners, but they're overseas and, you know, she was in Charlotte. I was in New York. Our fact, our fabric, some of our fabric came from LA, but the way that fashion works and the global supply chain especially how it was affected during the pandemic makes it so that you have to be, you have to be quick on your feet and you have to be able to innovate without sitting down at a desk at an office. Like the gone are the days where you need a design studio to create something great. Um, and so it was just really great when I, when I met her um, and we had like a really nice dinner and it was just so cool. Like, I feel like I have, um, and another thing that I'll say, I guess my last thing is that um Throughout the process of making this, I had not, so when we first started, I had not written the book yet, but I talk about some of our our, our processes in the book because I was at a stage where I was like, well, I know we're going to make it. Like I can say, like, I know we're going to launch. So I included, included it in the book, but a lot of what I went through, what, you know, what we have, um, the, the steps and the sort of like setbacks and, you know, and also our successes in the process, I was able to take that and impart that knowledge on my future readers. And so I just think, again, I'm so happy that Dr. Maxwell reached out to me, but also, so, you know, I was able to learn and grow as a designer and as a person, like she's taught me a lot of things. She's, um, you know, I think you have more life experience than I do, and you have made me be a better designer and operate with, and a better business person as well. And so it's just really exciting to gr keep growing. <laughs> like I, I have a firm believer that you have to grow every day. And I feel like I was at a place when we first started where I knew what I was doing, but I needed to step up just a little bit. And so this process has just really um, forced me to excel and I'm super excited to continue to grow. Absolutely. And I'll just piggyback on that. What may or may not be mind boggling for some folks is the fact that this partnership has come together because I initially wanted to do this with another woman. I was saying, hey, there's probably women designers out there, maybe a designer who has had a baby who will understand what I need. I won't have to really explain these things to them. <laughs> and so I absolutely did not see taking on this journey with a man. Um, yeah. And I could not say how much I am happy that I went in this route because having a perspective that was different from a mom's, I think absolutely allowed this product to come into this space the way that it did because you have to have that yin and yang. Um, and it really supports a, the, the holistic process because there are things that he has thought of and he's seen and noted that I don't think another woman would have noted or seen because we are in the trenches of 
well, I need this, and this is what I need for my body, so what are you talking about? And to his point earlier, he was saying, okay, yes, I understand this is what we want functional uh, functionality-wise, but is this possible with designing it and incorporating it into the robe? And that's really the perspective that he oftentimes gave me. It's like, I understand that you know what you want as a mommy, but from a designer standpoint, this is what is possible. And also let's take into account what is currently available. And we have to communicate this to a manufacturer as well. So it was yeah. great that he had that language. Cause again, they're not understanding the mommy needs. They're like, whatever that doesn't mean anything to me how are we going to create this whatever you're asking for right now and honestly that was mind-boggling too is that it wasn't until maybe two years in that we showed the factory what they were doing and we actually like took the portable pump and said hey look I can open up the pockets and put it in and now we can put the device inside the pocket on the side and they were just like, oh, my God, you did it. And I'm like, no, we did We, <laughs> we did, did it. But we've been working on. So, again, I didn't think that it was going to happen with this partner. Um, I also didn't think it was going to take as long as it did. People really don't understand how mind-boggling uh, it could be to go through a process that takes almost what at this point. Sure my idea was in 2020. So this is four years in the making. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, she's a hundred percent a hundred percent correct about the length of time. That is something that I'm very upfront with clients and partners that I'm just like, uh, if you're doing something simple, you could get it done in six months, nine months. I launched a sock brand in nine months, but when you're doing something something really intense and intentional and innovative, then you need to budget like two years and three. And we had it was also a pandemic. Like that's let's yeah. not overlook that. Like there was <laughs> very there was a lot going on. Yeah, um, four years is is still like a great amount of time. Yeah, uh, or you know, not that much time to have yeah. done as much as you have done and to be as Thank far you. along as you are. I mean, your your product's on Amazon. You it know, is. like <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's and that was in the middle of a pandemic. So that's yes. wild. Um, and I love that you both spoke about how not letting barriers to entry or self-imposed limitations or other people's limitations yeah. stop you, whether it's COVID and the pandemic or whether it's, oh, I thought I was going to be doing this journey with a woman, you know, that you all didn't let anything stop you uh, and derail you and that you just kind of came along, you kept moving along with whatever presented itself. And I feel like that is such a great message for the listeners. Um, and I can't thank you enough. I, thank you so much for being here. Kadeem coming on again. So great. Always you. great having you, Kadeem. <laughs> thank you. And Dr. Maxwell, so great to meet you. Kadeem, yes. thanks for the introduction. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see the pictures from this photo shoot. Yes. Okay, so you have to share those with us. We, and we will. will also post those yes. as well. Okay. Um, and we want to follow journey. And I'm like, oh, this is a great gift. You know, so I'm like, I actually have a friend who's pregnant now. She's about to. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. She'll be perfect. She's about to deliver in March. Yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm thank you for bringing that up, because honestly, that is really why we created the product, too. After some thought, as much as we would love for moms to be clicking on Amazon links and buying it for themselves. Really, we see this as a gift that everyone can kind of give the moms or expectant moms in their lives. And this could be a gift that folks come together and say, hey, you know, we pulled our funds and we bought this for you. Or this could be something that you give your best friend. But 
we absolutely see it as a luxury item that really um, highlights how important this person is to you and how you're celebrating the fact that they are going through a beautiful, challenging journey and you are giving them a sidekick, a support that you know they can turn to whenever you're not around they can lean into this robe and get some luxury and some love and know that this person provided this for me. And so I'm just excited to be able to, to create that type of gift for moms because they deserve it. Yes. And I love it. You said it's like a big hug. So that it is, is like the perfect gift to give it a is. dear loved one of yours. Yes. Thank you too again. Thank you for listening. This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram and Facebook.